boy, here we go for the Thursday show. Getting ready for the weekend already. You slackers going to be cutting out early, maybe even today, and taking tomorrow off. <clears throat> I feel sick. I gotta go to the desert where get some hot, dry air. I'm a motorcycle, so my throat feels better. Uh, yeah, that's coming. It's Thursday. That's all okay for the summertime. Even though you go out in the desert, you might literally lose your balls. I've been telling you, it's hot as balls out there. Hot, 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 hot as balls everywhere. So be careful if you are going riding this weekend or get up early, do it early, then come home and sleep in the AC in the afternoon when it's really, really hot. Uh, I hope you liked our UFO show yesterday. I decided I was a liar, liar, pants on effing fire, and I am going to do more UFO talks. Only just one. I'm going to do one UFO segment. I'm not going to dedicate an hour to the whole show. Just one segment. We'll have a couple UFO stories in it. Nothing major, but uh, I'm seeing so much stuff it's worth talking about. So we will get into that. But coming up here in mere moments, we will talk to the one, the only, Hunter. Hunter Lawrence, throw another shrimp on the barbie. It's time to go down under and get down with our friend Hunter. He is the man in the 250 class. And I gotta tell you, a couple of bad races. He had a crash where he got hurt. He had a bike blow up on him. If not, he's as dominant in the 250 class as his brother is in the, well, maybe not as dominant as his brother hasn't lost a moto. But Hunter would be running away with the championship if not for that. I'm not trying to take anything away from Deegan. That kid is a scrapper, and I see a lot of Cooper Webb in that kid where, you know, Hunter's clearly faster than him, but look who's right up his butt this entire season. Little freaking De- uh, Deegan, Danger Boy Deegan, who we'll have in the middle of the show today. Just consistent, consistent, grind, 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 and on those days he get, gets in the zone, he's going to put it down on you. That kid will drop the hammer on you, man. A lot like Cooper Webb, and and I love that. You know I'm a big fan of Coop, so they're going to be on the same team here next year or very soon, maybe even for the Super Motocross Championships, according to everything I am hearing due to all sources out there in the moto industry. Um, my war with Ricky Carmichael will continue. Keep seeing videos of Ricky Carmichael out riding uh, Triumph in the dirt. The only problem is it's not a Triumph dirt bike. It's some damn street bike enduro. You know who doesn't want to see that? Nobody wants to see that, Ricky Carmichael. Show us the effing dirt bike, Ricky. Where's the Triumph dirt bike, Ricky? Aren't you guys going to try to race in, like, the freaking Supercross next year or some crap like that? Is it outdoor or Supercross? They're putting a 250 team out on the track. Beta put a, uh, said they're putting a team on the track. They got Colt Nichols and Benny Blows. That's solid. What do you got? What do you got, Triumph? I hear rumors that they're going to get uh, Jalik Swole, is what I've heard. But, uh, you know, it's funny. You got a rider, but you don't have a bike. Jalik Swole going to run around and pretend he's a motocross racer? Is he going to say, I identify as a guy sitting on a uh, Triumph motorcycle, so you have to let me in the race, and then he's going to run, and he's going to jump off the tabletops and do sick whips and make mouth noises? (laughs) I think this is going to happen because there's no motorcycle. There's Enduros. There's street bikes. There's some old chrome jobbers. Maybe they get one of those old chrome jobbers out from the past. Maybe Jalik Swole going to be tearing around the track on an old Triumph with shiny chrome metal fenders. Nothing wrong with that. Just admit it. Ricky Carmichael, I want you to admit it. I want you to come up to me and say, Stretch, you were right. First time you saw that bike, there was nothing under that tarp. 
We had three midgets under that tarp, and 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 Ricky Carmichael was not one of them. Oh man, speaking of that, now that I'm going all in on Ricky Carmichael. There was a moto like academy or moto class or whatever that I that came up in my feet today. I gotta tell you, it was solid. It was a little kid, and he was sitting on a dirt bike and he had his feet flat on the ground and he was and he was doing like tips on riding a dirt bike. And he said, "All right, everybody, unless you're Ricky Carmichael, both." Both feet flat on the ground. I was like, dude, even little kids know. Oh, man. Even little kids know you got starting blocks for that fake Triumph dirt bike that you're going to be allegedly riding someday. Wow. All right, coming up next, let's talk to Hunter. After Hunter. Maybe I'll do some UFOs and then I'll get into weird crap. It's what I do. It's Thursday. I don't care. Big 4-9. Big 49, it is the Stretch Show, and right now we are going to sit down with Mr. Hunter Lawrence from Down Under. He rides for the HRC Honda team and holds that red plate rolling in the 250 class, and he still holds on to it, even though not on the top of the box today. And that's something we haven't seen this year, Hunter. Typically, you've had those bad races where you weren't even on the podium from a bike blow up and, and a crash and, and those incidents. And then other than that, you're usually on the top of the podium and that's what we're used to seeing. So I, a bad day today, I, I don't, you're on the podium still, you're leaving with the red plate. It's not that bad of a day. You're in one piece. You didn't have any, uh, you know, crash causing injury or anything like that. So walk us through your day. And if it's a good day or a bad day, what do you think? Yeah, tough day for sure. <laughs> um, no, second moto, I was in a pretty, you know, good enough spot to do the job and, yeah. man, just push the front, you know, in a, in a pretty tricky section of, of little yeah. bumps and little stuff that you can't see much. And, yeah, yeah, push the front and then put a charge on to get back to the boys. And when I got back, I just freaking <laughs> – I was so tired. So I uh, just did what I could. But, yeah, okay. all things considering uh, the two DNFs, not a, yeah. you know, terrible day for a bad day. But, um, but yeah, all good. On to the next three. All right. And let's talk about that That's spot where you did go down you had the little mistake wasn't a big deal like you say you just watched the front end is it because you can't see this track is the most unique track on the entire circuit when it comes to shadows being everywhere and it being really hard to see and kind of judging you know bumps or ruts at times so you can't really see them till you're on them is that what happened to you did you get caught in, in a section where you couldn't really see the track because of shadows uh yeah it's not easy but you know i'm looking at the same track as every other racer out there so it's uh it's no different for me to everyone else so yeah it is what it is, you know. We got the same track to deal with every year, so you can't be be so arrogant to come back and thinking it's going to be changed or going to be so much better. So, definitely unique, that's for sure. All right, and another thing that was very unique today was in that first moto for you guys, the gate dropped really quick, and it seemed like it caught a lot of you guys off guard that you were not ready for that gate to drop when it did. And I know there were malfunctions with the gate before that, so there was a lot of gate issues. But when it dropped really quick in that first moto, did that catch you completely off guard and cause a bad start? Um, I don't think the malfunctions had anything to do with the gate dropping yeah. way earlier. I'm pretty <laughs> sure maybe that you know the gate yeah. guy just got a little, little throttle happy. But yeah, definitely caught us off guard. You know, it's normally always five or more seconds yeah um but hey you gotta expect the unexpected and you know be better all right and then let's talk about the importance of this race today uh 
Last round, you really came out and did a statement with a 1-2 finish and an overall win. And then how important was it to you uh, today to get out and have another really positive, hard result, you know, to hold on to that red plate? Uh, no important than any other weekend, you know. I won yeah. all the four at the start of the season. We had two DNFs and yeah. then uh, got back to business. Today was a tough day, but still as an overall, still good, still consistent, you know, yeah. on the box again. And, um, yeah, I mean... No more, no more importance on last weekend or this weekend. You know, they're all they're all important. All right, and then speaking of important, how are the ribs? I know that it's been an ongoing issue this entire season. They were hurt before the first round, and then every time it seems like you get it back to near 100, percent you have another crash. So, how are the ribs doing right now at this point in the season? It's tough. I mean, uh, it's kind of similar deal to the first four rounds. Okay. Looking forward to the weekend off to get them back to 100%. Okay. Um, so, yeah, but hopefully we can heal them back up properly for yeah. Unadilla. All right, and then we're sitting here looking at this podium with you, with uh, Hayden, with Cooper. You think uh, this is the, the guys you're going to be battling with all the way down the end? Yeah, I haven't got a crystal ball, but uh, <laughs> I think there's a pretty good chance that it'll yeah. be us three towards the end, so we have to see. All right. Well, I can't wait to see, and I can't wait to see you guys at Unadilla throwing it down again. Uh, but right now, we've got a two-week break. You guys have some time off. I know uh, you and Jet were staying up in this part of the world to do some golfing, right? Golf, uh, yeah, over in Idaho, just across the border. So that'll be nice. cool. Looking forward to it. Little, uh, little few days off and then back to work. All right, can't wait till you get back to work at Unadilla. We will be there with bells on, waiting to see if you can hold on to that red plate and fend off Danger Boy. It's been really great watching this year. Can't wait to see you two uh, closer to 100% with the rib injury after a couple of weeks off. So have a great time getting your golf on. We'll see you back on the track in a few weeks. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. The Man Urge. Imagine being one of the richest guys in the world and you could do something totally cool like put an octagon right in your own backyard. And then imagine you're still a married dude. So you put an octagon in your very own backyard and then you get in trouble from your wife. Well, that's exactly what just happened to Mark Zuckerberg. Apparently he was getting nagged for always being at the gym, putting in hard time on the mat, getting ready for his big fight with Elon Musk. So his wife probably nagged him enough where he goes, I know what I'll do. I'll just move the operation to my backyard. So he builds an octagon in his backyard. Now his wife's pissed off that he screwed up the grass. You can't win even when you're one of the richest guys in the world. Speaking of nagging wives, here's one that's running for the hills. Her name is Sophie, Sophie Trudeau. She is married to the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin the Douchebag Trudeau. And apparently after 18 years of marriage, she's had enough of his dumb shittery and she's running for the hills. They announced they have made the difficult decision to separate. I bet it wasn't so difficult for her because Justin Trudeau's a douchebag. Johnny Manziel, the former Heisman winning quarterback out of Texas A&M that was a total bust in the NFL. Then remember he ended up in rehab for partying too hard? Well, now he apparently is no longer sober because he just opened up a bar right near the Texas A&M campus and it's called Money. Remember that was his thing, Mr. Money. Now he's gotta make money selling drinks and drinking beers with college kids. Way to go, douchey. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Ah, uh, you know what time it is. It's that time that comes right after the Moto interview on the Stretch Show where we talk about my favorite thing right now, aliens. UFOs, spaceships, government cover-ups, conspiracy theories, all of that. 
right now instead of breaking it up and doing an entire show on it like I did yesterday. I like having no Fs to give. It's fun. I got a couple little stories. I'm going to throw them all into one big segment. Let's talk about this. Apparently, Grush claimed in part of his whistleblower interview that the Vatican is part of the UFO cover-up. Now, of course, all the media is trying to hit the Vatican going, hey, what's going on? Could you speak on that? What do you know about UFOs? What do you got in the archives? And they say the Vatican is simply not responding to any media requests and they are ignoring the questions. And they say they may be waiting for the United States to first respond to see. Because, by the way, if the Vatican's towing the line that all these world leaders and governments are doing... And they're like, yeah, there's no such thing. That's just, you know, crazy. And then all of a sudden, uh, dumbass old Joe jumps out there and is like, man, we got an alien escaped. It's running around. We don't know where it is. You see a little green man. Call us. We lost one. Jumped out of a flying saucer we had locked up down underground in a bunker. So lots of, uh, you know, could still go either way. But that is part of the Grush cover-up. I found that interesting. Then I found this story that says, written very well, written by a veteran. And this dude says, last week was the biggest news story at least of this century. And I don't, and I don't mean as in from 2000. I mean in, in the last 100 years in those hearings. And this guy just said to tell you how reliable and trustworthy those three witnesses were that got up there in Grush and in the two naval fighter pilots. This guy just basically stamps anything they say with a bruise like it's it's in there. Says the integrity and authenticity of those two pilots that testified is you'll never find anyone with more. There's not a, a, a better witness out there than those gentlemen. So this guy says, and it's crazy, crazy, crazy that everyone's just like, yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, it's, it's BS. And, and it just shows how many generations of people have been programmed to think it is all nonsense that people aren't even I, I brought it up to a number of people because I bring it up to everyone I talk to hey man see the UFO briefings and they basically a lot of people are just like yeah what if whatever like really dude we have alien spaceships and there's captured aliens that's not like world changing news to you uh, yeah I don't believe in that oh okay what are you gonna do when they when they show you one on the news and say here it is we got it this is it this one was from the Roswell crash. This one was from here. When it's finally revealed, or if they finally do land. So, very good article, though, written by this guy. And they let him, he wrote it in Forbes. And he just talked about this being the biggest news story and how the internet around the world was like, yeah, whatever. Let's talk about Hunter Biden and Donald Trump getting uh, more charges thrown at him. Like, that's a bigger story than we have flying saucers and dead aliens. And then, talk about throwing a wet blanket toss, but this is a guy, he's an old ass man. He's, I think he's 90 now. William Shatner did an interview this week and he said the whole hearing thing was ridiculous. And he goes, you mean to tell me that some highly intelligent beings got here from 10,000 light years away 
with extreme advanced technology, and now they're gonna come here and play peekaboo with us and hide? Because I think if they came here and they realized how superior they were to us, that they would not be hiding, they would be flaunting it. At least that's what we know William Shatner would do. And then he would bang all of the multicolored aliens around the universe, because that's what Captain Kirk does. So those are my three stories. Captain Kirk, wet blanket toss. He's also an old ass man that grew up his whole life, you know, poo-pooing it. And then another guy's like, dude, why are people paying attention? This is a huge news story. That's kind of my angle on this whole thing. So I'll have more UFO talk when it's when it's around. All right, now let's get back to the rock and roll. It's the 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Yesterday, as I'm checking the Instagram, I see Ricky Carmichael out riding in the dirt, getting his dirt bike ride on. The only problem is he's on a Triumph freaking Enduro street bike. He's still not on that dirt bike. He made the big, bold announcement, like, the dirt bike's here. Finally gonna see it. Gonna show everybody. I heard you talking smack. And now you're out riding an Enduro across the country. How about you get on a dirt bike, Ricky Carmichael? I'm sick of not seeing this damn Triumph. I still don't think it really exists. I think it's maybe gonna be like a KTM painted black or some crap. What the hell, Ricky Carmichael? I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It is a Stretch show. I, uh unveiled a little plan I have to Moto Man yesterday. I don't think he's a big fan of it. I told him, I'm going to pound Ricky Carmichael every day till I'm gone. And the next time you see Ricky Carmichael, he's going to want to fight you. And he'll be like, F you, I hear all the crap you talk. And they're going to be like, it's, it wasn't us, dude, it was Stretch. They're going to try to roll Stretch under the bus. And be like, and you're lucky Stretch isn't here. He'd snap your midget ass in half if you stepped to him. So step up if you <laughs> want to get smoked. Oh, man, I love this. Yeah, Ricky Carmichael, you got no motorcycle. There's no Triumph dirt bike. I want you to put your hand on the Bible and swear there's one. Saw a grainy video of one. I've seen better videos of alien spaceships that don't exist than I have of Triumph dirt bikes. Modern day Triumph dirt bikes. Yeah. I'm not so sure the one video I did see wasn't just a uh, YZ450 with black plastics on it. Pretty sure, pretty sure. Yeah, Ricky can't be happy. The delays, 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 he can't be happy. Right now though, we're gonna talk about somebody that's hard. Life is hard out in uh, Charlotte County. Charlotte County, got a couple there. Let me tell you what happened. They were his husband and wife. They lived in Indiana. And they said, you know what? We're going to retire. We're going to retire to the country. I thought Indiana was the country being an L.A. dude. But apparently not. So what these guys did, they said, we're going to move out to the country. We're going to start raising some cows and just have a nice retired life. So they rolled out. They set it up. And their cows are just pets. They don't eat them, they don't slaughter them, nothing. They got a bunch of cows on the property that they feed and they treat them like pets. They raise cows, uh, rather than becoming a food source, they strictly are their pets and they are Kim and Joe Lewis. They moved from Indiana to Charlotte County to live their retirement dream. Well, imagine the other night when here they are, they're laying in bed and all of a sudden, Gunshots rang out like a bell. Grabbed a nine, all I heard was shells falling on the concrete real fast. 
jumped up my tractor, slammed on the gas. That's what happened. Like we're out in the middle of nowhere, and we used to, they say it sounded like a machine gun. Just pop, 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 right there in their farm. And they realized that the gunshots are coming from the pasture where all their cows are, their pet cows. So they arm up, click, click, grab some shotguns, and they run out there. They say they can hear the machine gun fire coming across the cow pasture that these people pulled up. I'm not sure what they're describing the vehicle is. Um, they say they rolled up, they had a machine gun, and it sounds like they may have came up by boat, maybe? Like a, one of those uh, airboats? That's what it sounds like they're talking about. So apparently they got a creek, creek or a stream or whatever that runs up on their cow pasture, and some fools came up and started blasting their cows. That's what happened. Just opened fire on their cows, killed five of their cows. No reason, just shooting them. I don't know if they thought they were like a competing farm and they were like, man, them, them mofos, them city slickers came up in here gonna, gonna steal my, my beef business. I'll show you. Pow, 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 pow. Well, I don't know, they, they, they didn't catch anyone. They said they got a look at the shooter and they said that they had their gun and they couldn't shoot back at the shooter because they didn't want to fire at the and scare the cows back in the direction of where the shooter was. And then there's probably more than one shooter. Just a crazy drive-by. Drive-by in the country where you shoot cows instead of uh, crips. It's crazy. Maybe they were crip cows. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. They say the people are monsters. They had three cows die right then and there from gunshot wounds. And then a couple were injured. One had to be put down the next day. And now they say they got another one that is going to have to be put down as well. That's sad. They were your pets. They were your pets. I had a pet horse. And it literally was like a dog. I didn't ride it. He lived in my backyard when I lived up in uh, San Jose, up in the hills. And I whistle and he would come and he would hug me. He would put his head on me. He was literally like a giant dog. Happy to see me all the time. And would come and when I called his name or when I whistled for him, he would come running and so happy to see me. Just like a big ass dog. Hurt like hell when he stepped on your foot though. But I get it. Kind of a bummer. I'd be bummed somebody came and shot all my pets. That's effed up. They got no leads either. They don't even know who they're looking for. Some fool jack and pow pow. I got a feeling there were alcohol or crystal meth was involved in this. Alright. Enough of being hard. Right now, we're going to go to a place more effed up than America. And that's saying something right now, and I'm a proud American. You know that. But we've got some effed up cities with some effed up things going on. And we're in an effed up time in our lives. Well, right now, I just say, thank God we're not Canadians. That's right, Canucks. I'm talking about you, Great White North, my friends from up there, the nicest people I've ever met. You guys have lost your cotton-picking minds. Got a story right now about a lady. She was a trucker. She was a truck driving mama. Worked for a company out of Quebec. And she was on a haul from Quebec to Pennsylvania. And well, she had a little crash when the highway patrol rolled up on the scene. She was drunk. What do you think happened? You're not gonna believe what happened. We'll talk about it next. It's the big four nine.
Big 4-9, it is a stretch show here on a Thursday. Welcome to Thursday. Hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening to the 4-9. Don't forget to keep listening. Don't forget to tell everybody you know. Say, hey, man, check out the 4-9. They talk about moto and stuff. They got gay eye talking about moto. Even these guys are so into moto. We got moto man. I'm still here. I talk a lot of moto. In fact, coming up in moments, if you missed it, Yesterday, Danger Boy Deegan, Hayden Deegan, Star Racing Yamaha. Well, rookie badass going to be on the show. I like that kid. And then if you missed the Hunter interview from earlier in the show today, that will be at the end of the show as well. So we are dropping Moto on that ass. And I'll tell you, my name is Moto Man, and I think Ricky Carmichael is a bitch and a liar, and he's got a problem with that. He should come to my face at the finals of the super motocross season and tell me about it that's what i say <laughs> ah it's fun being stretch all right let me tell you this one right now we're in quebec i told you there was a truck driving mama she was driving on a haul from quebec to pennsylvania had a little minor accident no one was injured But when the highway patrol rolled up, they discovered she had been drinking, had a blood alcohol content well above uh, drunk. And just so you know, the acceptable uh, drug or blood alcohol content, if you have a commercial driver's license, is 0.0.0. And she was like a 0.18 or whatever. So she she was pretty twisted. Well, then when they arrested her, she said, yeah, I stopped twice to buy a six-pack. I drank nine of them. I don't know if the other three fell out in the crash or if I drank those two. So she drank between nine and 12 beers on this trip. I couldn't do that just because I'd be pissing myself everywhere. I'd be pissing everywhere, drinking nine or 12 beers in a big rig, trying to make up time hauling across the country. Well, guess what happened? The company she works for is called Group Robert. And they have a very, very strict policy with their uh, drivers that involves zero tolerance for any drinking and driving, and it calls for mandatory uh, firing. And she promptly was fired the very next day when she came back and reported the accident. Sounds right to me. I'm, I'm fine with this. She's a drunkard, uh, whatever. Well, apparently in Canada, uh, they're a bunch of liberal F-tards. And she sued, and a court this week ruled they have to give her a job back. Yeah, here's what happened. So after the wreck, she was fired. She told them about her drinking problem about a week after the crash. They say one day after she sought medical help to stop drinking, she was officially fired. After she had completed an inpatient addiction treatment program. So she sought help, and when she went to seek help, they fired her. They say there's no evidence that Group Robert asked or verified whether their troubled employee suffered from alcoholism. So if she had a disease known as alcoholism, of course she's going to drink and drive. Which is weird. Would you get uh, nailed for discrimination if you asked someone, are you an alcoholic? And they said no. Or yes, and then you didn't hire them. Would you? Would that be a disability? Would you be holding their disability against them at that point? 
driver told the company arbitrator that, you know, they could have put, like, an alcohol testing device in my truck or something like that. Group Robert, meanwhile, said, no, 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 no. We had a collective bargaining agreement between the company and the union representing the drivers, and there is a very, very, very clear penalty for drinking and driving, and it is immediate termination of employment, and we will appeal this decision. We are not hiring that drunkard back. She can go to rehab 100 times. I threw that in. They didn't really say that last part. But I'm with them. 100% I'm with them. So, Canada, what's happening? I get it. It's cold up there, and you got to drink and stay warm. I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the partiness of Canadians. They like to drink the Molson Goldens and get down. No shame in that game, but you can't do that when you're driving a big rig. And if you do, you deserve to lose your job, and I don't care if you are an alcoholic. If you're a freaking tweaker and you were smoking meth while driving your car, you'd be arrested for that, too. All right, speaking of driving, up next, I have a horror story. And well, we're going to get into cars. I got car issues right now. And I'm going to tell you, this this story right here may be the deal closer for me on never, ever, ever getting an electric vehicle. We'll get into that right after we talk to Danger Boy Deegan coming up next. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Every now and then, I'll look at an Instagram post, and I will literally have an out loud response, and that's what happened yesterday when I saw a post from Justin Barsha. It was him all suited up on his bike, putting in some time at Glen Helen, and I literally jumped out of my chair and cheered because I'm so excited to see Bam Bam back on the motorcycle, being healthy and going. I know the cat was out of the bag last week when he was at the gas gas factory thing in Italy, riding around on a track, and he was still riding like Justin. In Barsha, so we knew it wouldn't be long, but the fact that he flew straight home, got back on the bike, and is already putting in some work out of Glen Helen is great, great news. Welcome back, Justin Barsha. Can't wait to see you on the track on a Saturday. I am Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it is a Stretch show on a Thursday. Thank you for being with us here on the 49. Still no Moto Show this Saturday. It's a long drought. We're not going to get another one till a week from Saturday. And then I'm going to be a short timer at that point. I will not even be on for the recap of the last race of the season. It will be done. I will be done on Friday the 25th. Packing it up. Packing it in. All right, now let's talk about electric car. Let's talk about the life that has stretched in the last month or so. Uh, the Volvo. My fine European automobile that I bought uh, wonderfully used when I needed a car. We gave, uh, I had a truck. It sucked gas. I had a Titan, a Nissan Titan, eight cylinder that sucked gas like Bofo, but I had it for like 12 or 13 years and never once ever, ever, ever did that car ever break down. Ever. Like a battery would die, had to put tires on it, brakes, like that, that kind of stuff. Never a breakdown. Never an engine problem. Never anything car was bulletproof, but it sucked fuel. My wife's like, get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it. She'd gotten a new car. She had been driving a Prius. I got rid of the truck and started driving the Prius. Then about a couple years of driving the Prius, she's like, you went too many miles on my Prius. I'm going to give it to the kid. She wants to drive. You better get your own car. Now I'm in a lurch. So I got to get a car fast. I bought the Volvo. Volvo's been an amazing car. I had one before. They run and run and run and run. Mine's been bulletproof so far. I haven't had any issues. 
like a light bulb here, a light bulb there, brakes, typical stuff, you know, wear and tear. But it seems like I'm getting a lot of wear and tear in the last, since I switched jobs and went back to my old job, I've had to replace both headlights, bulbs, uh, turn signals in the front, two oxygen sensors, get the thing worked on to pass smog, finally pass smog, then it got in an accident that I wasn't even involved in that's now going to cost me $2,500 at least out of my own pocket. And now uh, the battery looks like it's going out and there's an engine issue all of a sudden. And I've been looking around. And let me tell you something. Right now, especially if you live here in hippy-dippy-ass California, they are doing their best to give you an electric car because electric cars are a pain in the ass. And I looked at them like, the best deal, right now if you want the best deal on a new car, it's an electric car. Because whatever the baseline price is, the federal government will give you a $7,500 rebate on the backside, 7,500 bucks. Then depending on your income and all kinds of other crap, you can get between one and 4,000 from the state and depending on what city you live in, you can get money from the city. I live in the city of Los Angeles, and I can get money from them. There's all these programs that they'll give you money to get an electric car. So, seven, I'm looking at about twelve to thirteen, maybe fourteen thousand dollars off an electric car, and a lot of electric cars are already being reduced. And they're trying to force that agenda on your ass. I was looking at it. I'm like, wow, man. Maybe that's the way to go. I don't. I don't have the. I don't drive that far. I got 25 miles to work, 25 miles home. Could recharge it. Here's what's crazy: the uh, plant at my uh, job, at my real job, in the last year or so, switched to full solar power. And my boss even told me he's like, "Oh, you're getting a new car." He goes, "Get an electric car. You just charge it when you're here. We have solar power. We don't pay for electricity anymore." Um, I get free charging, I, so that's gone. I have no bill. I would have zero gas or or electric bill increase from having an electric car. I get all that money from the Fed and the state and the city. It was worthwhile. I was seriously thinking about it. Probably just going to fix the Volvo, though, because I'm cheap. But let's hear this story now. We got a guy. Uh, he is in Arizona. You know what it is in Arizona? Hot as F. Hot as F. Hell ain't got nothing on Arizona in the summertime. This happened in June. This guy's got a Tesla. He's 73 years old. And he's got a Tesla. And I'm going to tell you something that you probably didn't know because I did not know this about this. By the way, I have two friends that have Teslas that swear by them and tell me I should get a Tesla. Problem is, Tesla's one of the more expensive ones. The most affordable one, if you want to get it's the Nissan Leaf. It's the most affordable one. If you get a used one, the Volkswagen Golf is pretty affordable, too. Used. New, even the Leaf and the Golf are expensive. But you can get used ones without a lot of miles for pretty cheap. Really cheap. So, this guy, driving his Tesla, like he's a pimp. It's a Model Y. It's not the cheap one. And he rolls into his garage. And he shuts the door. And then something awful happens. He's locked inside the car. He can't open the doors. He can't lower the windows. The computer inside the car is dead. He couldn't even open the glove box. He said he couldn't open anything. 
And now here's the crazy part. This is what I didn't know. The main lithium ion battery that's needed to propel the car, to run the electric motors for the car, still had plenty of range on it. So the battery wasn't dead. Apparently, inside of Tesla's, they also have a separate 12 volt regular battery and the Tesla Model Y, and that battery had died after he opened the door. And at this point, it's over 100 degrees outside, and this guy was locked inside of his car, man. He said the low-voltage battery powers what's inside a Tesla, including doors, computer display, and windows. They don't tell you that in the demo, do they? So we got an old-ass man in 100-degree heat locked inside his car, and he was in there for 20 minutes. Say, if he'd have been in there for a couple hours, he'd have died. He managed to call his sister, who somehow got to where he was and got a door open from the outside using the Tesla app. Said it got so hot it cracked his window. He had to call a tow truck to take the Tesla to the uh, Tesla service center. And by the way, you sign all kinds of non-disclosures with your Teslas that you can't reveal anything or they won't fix your car. I, I know that as well. He's like, Tesla really needs to address this problem. This is essentially a very big problem that could kill somebody getting locked inside your car, even with the battery not being dead, because you think it's got plenty of range, you're fine when there's another separate battery that runs all that crap. He says this thing is essentially a computer on wheels that runs on a battery, and when that battery goes down, your computer is down, and when that computer is down, you are effed. Yeah, so people are now looking into this one. You want to drive an electric car? And it's funny, I looked at one and it only had a range of 125 miles. That means you're charging that thing every single day. You don't have to get gas every single day, even in a gas guzzler. I'm stretch. EV can suck me. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. There are going to be a couple of new faces at the Supercross and Motocross season for the 2024 season. And one of those new faces is Beta. Beta is an Italian motorcycle company that is putting a team together and racing in the Supercross this January. And yesterday they announced that number 45, Mr. Colt Nichols, is going to be one of their riders, which is really great news. Colt was a champion on the 250s, had some injuries, then got on the 450 last year as a fill-in rider for that HR see Honda team once Kenny Roxon bounced out of there. Right now he's racing the World Supercross and when January comes he's going to be on a beta on the Supercross track so congratulations to Colt Nichols and to beta. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Oh boy. I got a big story for you right now. It's about a bad boy. 5-0's coming bad boy. What you going to do? What you gonna do when the law comes for you? You're gonna go to jail, that's what you're gonna do. Listen, this one, State Line Nevada. They have caught the State Line Creeper. He's a State Line, <coughs> not here in SoCal off the 15. This is up at Lake Tahoe. This guy's at the State Line up there. And there are some condominiums there. And it's hot there, just like it's hot everywhere. And there's been women waking up in the middle of the night and there's been some fat wanker in their room literally touching their feet and wanking it. And then they wake up and freak out and he runs away. 
Well, he's been apprehended. They believe now, authorities believe, that Mark Gonzalez, 26 years old, who they arrested on Tuesday with the help of Merced County Sheriff's deputies at his residence at Atwater area, is the state line creeper. He's accused of breaking into two condominiums at the state line of Nevada, coming in during the hot summer nights of some unlocked screen doors. And when he came inside, he found women asleep and he rubbed their feet and rubbed his penis at the same time. Each one of the females awoke from their sleep and freaked out and he ran away. However, they say he has a history of similar crimes that involve fetish-like behavior. He was the prime suspect of numerous incidents in the Atwater area, so apparently he left his, uh, his hometown area and started doing it over Nevada. And they say there he was stealing women's shoes, he was trespassing, and he was uh, yanking his wanky during some of these incidents. But they never got him. They never nailed him really to it. He was their main guy. They're like, that's the guy, that little fat wanker, that's him, Gonzalez, that's the dude. Well, this time they got him and they arrested him. He's being held at Merced County Jail, awaiting an extradition back to Nevada where the uh, crimes took place. The state line creeper has been caught. By the way, what kind of demon is inside of you that you are going to break into the home? Like, that's get shot stuff right there. Oh, I'm just going to go in and play with her feet. Yeah. There's a dude in that house, you're going to get shot. If there's a lady in that house, you might get shot. If there's a dude in that house that for some reason doesn't have a gun because he's a giant vagina, he's probably going to beat your ass with like a fireplace poker or something. Like, it's crazy that you can't maintain. Like, you you know, there's foot fetish porn you could watch. You're going to go break into people's homes and touch their feet and try to jerk off. <laughs> Man, you got a problem. You got an inner sickness. You know what, though? If you got if you were in Canada and you got fired for being the cre- state line creeper, you'd get your job back and they'd be like, he has an illness. He can't help himself. He goes in and he sees women's feet and he must masturbate on them and touch them. Give him his job back right now. The state line creeper has an illness and he needs to seek treatment, not lose his job. So I don't know. Canada's a crazy place now. I, I look, I'm looking at you differently. Maybe is it just Quebec? Some of my Canadian friends let me know. Reach out to me and let me know. Yeah, it's nuts. All right, let's get out of here. Coming up next, let's get down with Mr. Hunter Lawrence and then pack it up and go home for the day and get ready for the Friday show. And Friday is one thing. Friday is LCR, Last Chance Radio. Moto Man, I have it under good authority that Kyle might even be there this week. And they may be just being stupid and doing stupefied things on the radio, and that's why we love them. That's at 3 o'clock. Also, you know what Friday means? That means Heels is back with the boy. They did a great meme of him in his wrestling match where he beat the dude with the chair and threw him in the trash can. I saw that. They released that on the Instagram of uh, Heels on Stars. Check it out. Good show. The first episode was really good. I liked it. So right now, I am going to get out of here, get back to the rock and roll, get ready for Hanta on the 49. Big Four Nine. It's a stretch show. This is not the typical stretch go home music. No, it is not. Used to hearing Pennywise. Used to hearing the Bro Him. But right now I'm gonna go out different today. You know why? 
Because I got no Fs to give. Stretch got nothing to, nothing to care about. I'm going to go out eye the tiger. Let me tell you guys some more of my parting plans. I have made a decision of what I will be doing next. I will, from time to time, do a paranormal podcast. The, the Stretch Show podcast will continue. It's just not going to be every day. But there is going to be something every day, and I'm going to do it every day. And I told you guys, I am stepping away because I got to get my I got to get my health right. I'm old. I'm like the old football coach. I kept coming back, trying to get one more chip, trying to get one more ring. And and I push myself and push myself and push myself, and it's not healthy. And now I'm old and I'm fat and I got diabetes and my feet are effed up. I got doctors. Got three doctors' appointment in the next week. I got a regular doctor. I got a foot doctor to see what the hell they're going to have to do to my feet to stop the pain. And then I got a heart doctor appointment coming up. Remember, my brother had open, open heart surgery, man. So, oh, Buzz, you're an idiot. So we got to deal with uh, all of that. I got to get all that squared away. And now that I'm not walking 9 million miles a night, I'm back sitting on my butt most of the time. I'm really not getting any exercise. So I immediately, I have uh, already joined the gym and I am ready to go back the second I am out of here. The second the 49 is over. So that Thursday night, I will record the Friday show. That Friday night after work, I'm going straight to the gym and I am hitting the gym. And then I have a thing set up where I'm going to film workout stuff. And you're like, who? no one wants to see a fat wanker workout. I know, but it's got a twist and I think it's going to be pretty interesting it'll be a vlog and you'll be able to follow along and make fun of me and see me be tortured so that is coming but at the same time then when I'm done I'm gonna come home I'm gonna eat dinner I'm gonna watch TV it's gonna be lovely believe me I'm fat and old I, I work out an hour of working out is too much for me that give me a stroke a heart attack or both so I gotta ease into this uh, also for the record I know I'm gonna be uh, I will shed weight because for the record, I'm on Ozempic. Ozempic is what all those douchebag celebrities are taking. They're all taking Ozempic to get lean. And I am on that, not because I'm trying to get lean. I'm on that because I am a freaking type 2 diabetic. It, it needs it because my A1Cs were out of whack. So they're like, let's add this to your regimen. I'm, I'm trying to fend off getting on insulin. I do not want to get on insulin. Currently, I am not. So I got to fix some stuff. And I may be back for the live event at the L.A. Coliseum. And, and, I mean, I love Moto, and I love I love the dudes, but I know that it's a tough event. It's tough. I mean, they need all hands on deck, and I may just go help them out and throw them a bone and help them out, uh, possibly. I may go out and do that. So we will see. A lot going on. Drawing up the plans, getting things registered, doing all the crap I got to do. But one thing is for sure, I will be back here tomorrow morning for the Friday Spectacular. And we will talk then, along with uh, Justin Cooper, the Star Racing Yamaha crew. Till then, God bless you all. God bless the United States of America. <laughs>